Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the number of refugees streaming out of Ukraine has exceeded 2 million. 2 million and is growing by the day. But how do we wrap our head around that? How do we wrap our head around a number that is just so astronomical uh, and get to the real issue? We we looked at it from the broad perspective, 2 million. That's like two-thirds of the state of the Utah leaving in 12 days. I mean, just imagine Ogden to Provo, absent any human beings over just a 12-day period, complete ghost town. Well, yesterday, as always, I was listening to KSL News Radio's Jeff Kaplan, and his My Minute of News is a place I always go for inspiration on my drive home. And I want to share first uh, his minute of news from yesterday so we can get that proper perspective. And then he's going to join me here in studio to break it all down. Take a listen. This is My Minute of News, brought to you by Any Hour Services, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air, anyhourservices.com. We've been hearing numbers, 400,000, a million, a million three. It's staggering the number of Ukrainians racing to the border and safety. But numbers are rational. They're free of emotion. Numbers are cold. A million refugees feels exactly the same as 900,000. So here's one. Olia kissed her husband goodbye and fled with her two children. She says, my daughter asks, will daddy live? Where is daddy? Mama, is daddy holding a machine gun? Her daughter, Ariana, is about four years old and knows what's happening because you can't hide bombs from children. Olia says, we want peace in Ukraine. But interesting, she says that part in Russian. As you watch the chaos at the Ukrainian border, on the web, on TV, understand a few things. First... The men are staying behind. Under martial law in Ukraine, men ages 18 through 60 in good health have to stay and fight. They get turned around at the border. The question for these men is whether to send everyone they love to safety, not knowing when or if they'll see their children and wives again as their families cross that bright white line that marks the border. Goodbyes are whispered. Tears are shed. There's no sickness, toil or danger. In that bright line to which I go. So here's another number. The average Ukrainian salary is about $10,000 a year. Refugees like Olia leave with a few haribnas in their pocket. 29 of them are worth a dollar. And at the border, they throw themselves at the mercy of their hosts, thankful for heat, thankful for food, and worried to sickness about the men they left behind. I am a poor, wayfaring stranger. Traveling through this world alone. Numbers do not tell their story. Jeff Kaplan's Minute of News, only on KSL News Radio. 
Well, we appreciate Jeff joining us a little early in the studio today uh, to to break this down because I, I think it's so powerful. We can talk about the largeness of the numbers, the significance of the numbers, but until we actually put a name and a face, uh, we're really just in the land of statistics. Uh, and people like Vladimir Putin love big numbers uh, because nobody connects to a big number. If a million people have to flee, how is it different than if 900,000 have to flee? Are you 100,000 more sad? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so let's get down to that. I know you've had some experiences that have helped you understand. We we talk about uh, that power of one uh, and whether it's the yeah. loss of one or whether it's the one that's that stands up. Uh, one can and does make a difference. Well, where I learned this was learning about the Holocaust. As a kid, you know, as a teenager, you, yeah. you get the lessons in school, six million died, and it's a number, and it's a tragedy, and it's terrible. It's horrible. When I was 17, I had the, the opportunity, the good fortune to hear a woman who was, uh, you know, imprisoned by the Nazis during the Holocaust. She was 17, 15 years old. But during the, you know, the course of World War II, uh, her formative years were spent being treated worse than a dog. Mm. She lost her family. I mean, everyone she loved was gone. And at the end, when they were liberated, she, was, she told this story from a stage. She was emaciated. She was nothing but skin and bones. And uh, when the American troops came in and liberated I get really emotional with this for 30 years now, uh, telling the story. She explained that an American soldier held the door open for her, Mm. and she had no frame of reference Mm. for the respect that she was receiving and didn't know what it meant. And there was a moment of silence, and then she said, I married that soldier, and he's sitting in the front row here. Please stand up. And her husband, older now, of course, stood at attention proudly to a round of applause. And uh, it really made a mark on me. There is a story of one that sort of made the Holocaust real to me. And I was so fortunate that 25 years later, I met up with her again in life and got to tell her how much that story meant to me Mm. when I was 17 years old. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jeff. It is it is that kind of story. And that's the thing that in all our 24-hour news cycles that we, we often miss, uh, those individual stories, those powerful stories. Uh, just in the last half hour, uh, the first lady of Ukraine, Olena Zelensky, uh, uh, published an open letter on her Facebook page. And you talk about getting down to the, the power of one. I want to read some of this. And then, Jeff, I'm going to ask you to respond Uh, To me, this is powerful, getting it to the one. Uh, In her letter, uh, the First Lady of Ukraine said, perhaps the most terrifying and devastating uh, of this invasion are the the child casualties. Eight-year-old Alice, who died on the streets while her grandfather tried to protect her, or Polina from Kiev, who died in the shelling with her parents. Fourteen-year-old Arsenly was hit in the head by wreckage and could not be saved because an ambulance could not get to him on time because of intense fires. And then she concluded saying uh, this, and you want to talk about the power of one. Again, this is the first lady of Ukraine. She said, the first newborn of the war saw the concrete ceiling of the basement. Their first breath was acrid air of the underground and they were greeted by a community trapped and terrorized. At this point, there are several dozen children 
who have never known peace in their lives. Mm. Thank goodness for the eloquence of people who step forward and bear witness at moments yeah. like these. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is. And that bearing witness is such an important part of all of this. Uh, and so I hope that as we go through what will be difficult days yet ahead, uh, that we can step back from all of the big numbers of barrels of oil and millions of refugees and recognize that each of those are connected to an individual, to a father, a mother, a spouse, a daughter, a son, a friend, a neighbor. And that's the interconnectedness of it all. And we can't lose that. And we can never underestimate the power of one, of what just one person can do, whether that's in a war zone, uh, whether that's in a different time zone, uh, whether that's in a nation's capital or in a local community. Don't underestimate what you can do. And sometimes it's frustrating because we feel like we can't do anything. We can always do something, even if the only thing we can do today is do an act of kindness on behalf of or in the name of or as giving honor to our friends fighting for freedom in Ukraine. We'll step aside for one last commercial break. Big thanks to Jeff Kaplan for an important, crucial conversation there here on KSL News Radio. We'll come back. Some final thoughts on how we actually overcome fear in the midst of uncertain times. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.